0: It's the Dubai Property Podcast for news, interviews and market trends. And welcome back to another episode of the Dubai Property Podcast talking real estate around the UAE and of course available on Spotify and Apple or wherever you get your podcasts from and it's another Saturday morning. The working week has come to a halt well. I say that for some, of course, our real estate friends are just going to be sitting down to probably breakfast, maybe already worked out in the gym. amazes me just how many real estate people go into the gym at five o'clock in the morning because they're out the door at seven. So all credit to them. And today it is September the 9th and Dubai's property market is marching on this weekend, still managing to capture and attract Asia's wealthy individuals, and they keep coming from China at the moment. Also, Singapore, there is a bit of an uptick in property investors. I've got to say good morning to Ross and Kirsten in Austin, Texas this morning. Thank you for your email. It did make me laugh because I asked last week whether some people around the world might be viking living their Dubai lifestyle through our podcast and Ross and Kirsten said guilty as charged which is uh, pretty funny and I suspected that it was happening based on the emails and you have confirmed it but nice to have you listening there in Texas. Well coming up we've got another episode of the Saturday morning property market update. Looking back over the last week of some of the real estate activity and what's happening in real estate around the UAE and joining me this morning and going solo is Matthew Gregory by his lonesome so what we thought we would do is there are constantly people arriving into Dubai into the UAE but we thought we'd just step over for you this morning three crucial things that you've really got to have well organised before you get onto that plane. And firstly, budget planning. It is absolutely paramount. Dubai offers, of course, diverse property options. So
1: defining
0: your financial limits, Matthew, really essential.
1: Absolutely. As we talk about, you know, every other week is is going through a property boom. And that doesn't just include sale properties, but also rentals, again, as we've discussed. So really, before you land, you need to really look at, you know, how much you can afford, where you can afford, but more importantly, make sure sure that you've got the opportunity to understand within the offer that you've had from your possible employer, what it is that you're actually going to allocate to your housing budget and you're going to be able to afford those payments moving forward. Because remember here in Dubai, you know, rent isn't paid monthly. It's generally paid in one, two, maybe four checks because we still deal in checks here when it comes to rent. So you need to be able to make sure you can afford that payment in order to get the best possible deal.
0: You are a real estate professional, I am not, but it always constantly amazes me when people do not have a contingency part to their budget. It is really important, but people are sort of struggling to get that deposit. Is that something that you kind of see with people, like people actually having contingencies in their budget?
1: Clearly we follow social media, right? So there's lots of people that move over. Hey, I've just come, I'm living in a hotel. Can I get a job? This still amazes me, right? Dubai is not a cheap city to live in. All right. I I think that the cost of living crisis across Europe has put it comparable to some products that, you know, I was back in the UK only a few weeks back. And I think that there is sort of parity with some things that I was purchasing in the UK, but real estate, your rental, these are things that are more expensive. And so, yeah, contingent is something that you need, but you actually need to be able to pay 5% deposit on a rental, 5% commission to the agent, as well as, as I say, having those, the money for the check payments, which could be one. So if you're looking at 150,000 dirham rent, if you translate that back to pounds, you know, that's in excess of 30,000 pounds for a year. Have people got that? And you need to make sure that you've got that contingency if something was to go wrong. There are plenty of hotel apartments to move into, no contracts, but again, you pay a premium for those. But as real estate agents, uh, you know, we don't necessarily ask for proof of funds for a rental. It's down to what people can afford. More often than not, they're looking for something that they can't. And then we have to go through that journey of talking to them about areas that may be more suitable to their budget as opposed to living on the palm, which is clearly everyone's dream.
0: Yeah, very, very significant, £30,000, so really think about that contingency. The second point I would say is all about, and you touched on that Matthew, location, because Dubai boasts distinctive neighbourhoods, they're different, each with its unique charm, they're different amenities, you have to choose one aligning with your lifestyle, whether it's the bustling city life, the serene suburbs or waterfront, luxury, whatever it is. You have to be very well versed in your mind which location you would like to live in. And I'll bring you in on the third point, and that is legalities. Understand Dubai's property laws and regulations. Seek professional guidance to navigate the intricacies of the buying process, because everything, Matthew, from there
1: will run a lot more smoothly for you. Yeah, indeed. I think, you know, buying a house here, if you're lucky enough to be able to afford one, certainly when you come into Dubai, is different to the UK or is different to the US and Europe. Here, once you sign the MOU or once you sign that contract, there's no real pulling out. You've put a 10% deposit down on the sale value. And that's non-negotiable now. Once you put that down, you know, you you really cannot pull out other than say force majeure, you can't just back out. So in the UK, of course, right up until you actually exchange contracts, anyone can pull out any one time. And then after, after that, you know, yes, she's two weeks to what we call complete. Here, once you sign it, once you find a house and you say, yes, I want it, you put down 10%, you sign the MOU, you're in. There's no real backing out of that. Both parties have to agree or you lose 10%. Now, even for a modest, House 10% is still a lot of money. There is definitely homework to be done. People need to go into it with their eyes wide open. Even if you're renting, you know, the laws are here to protect the tenant. But of course, you need to make sure you understand all what's going on on the tenancy contract in order to make sure you're getting into something that you understand as opposed to something that, again, is just a knee jerk reaction. But of course, the laws are different. It's a different country. We have our own real estate laws here. People can do you know, the very best they can to make sure that they are on the right side of them and understand them.
0: It does amaze me how, because you're coming from a different country, some people try and put the square into the circle and it doesn't fit. It's the Saturday Morning Property Market Update. Join us for a deep dive into the world of real estate on the Dubai Property Podcast. All right, let's have a look at the last month of growth because Dubai, it is soldiering on plenty of transactions over the last month.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, if we look back at 2022 compared to 2023, this is August. We're looking at a 25% increase in volume. You know, that's a a huge number, uh, 43% year on year. August for us, especially in the branch that I manage here in Dubai Marina, the rental side, the leasing side was great. You know, we had the best month that we've had this year for leasing. Now we had that again last year because lots of people come into the country, schools start at the end of the month, people need a place to live and so our leasing team did a phenomenal job the numbers speak for themselves 81% of tenants were or people were looking for apartments out of all the leasing transactions so we've still got a, a, a four months the year is now in September i know we probably say this every time but you know the year is flashing by and every month we seem to be seeing more record transactions more numbers and more importantly and what i'm excited about is more people coming into the city the roads are busy here Craig, if you look at traffic news, it is crazy out there.
0: And Dubai has welcomed its latest community. I'm talking about Uptown Dubai. The first tenants are starting to move in. And this is the skyscraper in the Uptown JLT district. Now, this is, uh, Matthew, an emerging community. So tell us a little bit more about what you have observed and particularly, I guess, just with the, the buzz of Uptown town, Dubai.
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, you you can't not but observe it because there's a huge great skyscraper at the end of JLT, which is now being coined as Uptown Dubai. So this is a DMCC or the people behind JLT. It's huge. You know, I'm a Star Wars fan. It looks like a lightsaber when the sun shines on it. It's that big. I recall just before COVID, 20, what, 2019, 2020, you know, this building was nothing. Now tenants are moving in. So in the best part of three and a half years, this has gone from ground to a skyscraper with new tenants. And there's another super tall building going into that area, which is going to be a residential building, um, plus another seven towers. And again, we've talked superlatives before, but you know there is going to be an extraordinary amount of amenities for people that are going to move into this area. And it's super connected as well, because you're right on Sheikh Zayed Road. So you know this is an area that I think over the next sort of four to five years is only going to become more prolific in terms of a new community within Dubai. And and you're only a couple of minutes from the marina here. So, you know, new community, one end of JLT, uptown Dubai. I think that we're going to see more and more of this in the press as more gets launched. But it's, it's, I mean, you can't miss this building. It's an incredible looking thing.
0: Yeah, very, very vibrant, no doubt about that, Uptown Dubai, and you were talking about just how connected Uptown Dubai is, which kind of segues me into talking about Etihad Rail, because there's a whole lot of connectivity going on here with Etihad Rail, and for those people looking at moving into the UAE, perhaps just give people a sense of what this means with with the connectivity.
1: Yeah, look, Etihad Rail is something that was spoken about really for uh, since 2016. I think they started building it even before then. It was a thing that was for commercial use. It was like industrial connecting ports. Now the actual passenger part of that is coming to the, to the forefront and we're starting to now see Etihad Rail in the city. My commute to work, albeit as on the periphery of Dubai, I'm seeing Etihad Rail Line go up alongside the motorway. There's a station that's going to go up. It's connecting the port. You know, we're starting now to see what actually us as passengers will be able to get on and travel to the lights of Abu Dhabi in a super short period of time, not have the stress of the motorway because the drive to Abu Dhabi is another crazy one. But actually, we're starting to see it now really come into the city. I'm really looking forward to this. I think it's going to be a a really good infrastructure project that they've done here. It's going to connect all of the Emirates. So you'll even be able to go down to the lights of Raz al Khaimah to Ajman, to Charger all on Etihad Rail from what will be, and we're not quite sure where yet, but from the middle of Dubai. So when it's launched in terms of actually launch, where we as passengers can go on it, you know, I'm going to be one of the first ones for sure
0: and the first group now they have completed a new waterfront project in dubai it is situated on the canal boardwalk in business bay now once again it's another development it is scheduled to open in q4 of this year, marking the third property for the hospitality group in Dubai. I mean, this whole hospitality thing is another massive growth area. The first two properties, uh, this is for the first group, are located in Business Bay and Jumeirah Village Circle and collectively host over 850,000 guests annually. So once again, the amount of building that is is taking place around hospitality, we know that Dubai is massive when it comes to
1: this space. Yeah, I think that first group launching this one, another bit of the news this week, you know, 327 rooms and suites, you know, what they're doing here as well, first group are giving people access to a beach club on the Palm. They're giving access to, you know, free rides into Dubai Mall. And again, a lot of hotels do that here. You see the buses up and down from various hospitality groups. This is just one of many. I think that there are multiple, multiple, as we've spoken about before and, and with the likes of Mario 2, that launches are, are going to hold no, no bounds as we go through into 2024. We're going to see more and more, not just hotels, but I believe hotel residences where you know the brands themselves are looking to bring people in to live the luxurious lifestyle in what could be a residential brand where people get the services and the amenities of a hotel that are able to uh, to actually cook their own dinner should they wish to in the evening.
0: Mm, Yeah, it is definitely a growing space. Well, you went solo this morning and you covered off all of those subjects really well. And that's kind of run the clock down. So enjoy your Saturday, Matthew. Good luck with uh, corralling the other couple of people back with you in a couple of weeks time. And we'll look forward to talking then.
1: Yeah, next time there'll be definitely a group of us. So have a good Saturday, Craig. We are more than just a real estate podcast. We
0: cover a multitude of subjects, including property data, current buyer seller sentiment, and the mood of the market. Follow each week all of the main talking points and know your property. The skyline is constantly changing, growing, and expanding. The Dubai property podcast for all things real estate.